Hello, everyone, and welcome to Petite to Queen's Claim Your Career Crown podcast. I'm your host, Lynn, and today I'm joined by our VP of Operations, Amanda, and our special guest, Steve Prada. And Steve, I am so excited to have you here today because we're going to be talking about how entrepreneurs can get their businesses into investor-ready shape. So this is really quite a fascinating topic. And of course, I met Steve, started reading his book. And to tell you about Steve, Steve is a leadership team guide. He's dedicated to helping entrepreneurs build valuable businesses that propel them to lead their ideal lives. So building a viable business means creating an asset that is highly profitable and valuable. Opening up options for the entrepreneur to leave their ideal life and to react to unexpected turn of events. Uh, We all have those happen, such as illness. I went through that. Burnout, family changes, or unique opportunities. Uh, Viable emerged from Steve's personal experience of not having his business in investor-ready shape when he emigrated to the United States and how he turned things around. And I have to tell you, it's a great book. I love it. And I am so excited to have you here today, Steve. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Well, thank you, Lynn and Amanda. It's great to join you on this wonderful show. Well, we are so excited to have you. And for everyone who's joining us for the very first time, if you haven't had an opportunity yet, please hit the subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode. And go ahead and share the love and hit all five stars for your review. Thank you. Thank you. All right, let's get right to it. And Steve, I'm going to start you off with really asking you the difference between proactive and reactive entrepreneurs, you know, and how do these two approaches determine their financial and emotional success? Yes, there's a big difference. And um, as we all know, being proactive is is a little bit uh, more difficult than being reactive, reactive just being in the moment. And what I have found during my career that most entrepreneurs, they are so mired in the business, uh, just making payroll, just making sure that they're serving their customers, that they are not really thinking ahead of what is the end game that they are trying to, to to achieve? Why are they in business? What are you know what is uh, what is their ideal life ultimately that they are striving towards? And uh, and uh, they they basically just react to situation. They run their business. They they try to uh, make it successful. Uh, essentially, going from crisis to crisis, many of them. And then when life throws a curveball at them, then then suddenly they are they don't have really good options because they have not prepared for them and and then they are either they fall prey of of someone who is going to buy them for for you know for pennies on the dollar or they just going to be forced into some outcome that is not uh, desirable let's say you know they they have to pass on the business to their family members who are not able to run it for them because they fall sick or um, they are forced to uh, retire and sell the business when it is not very valuable and they don't get much money for it, and so on. And in the book, I, t- I, t- uh, I give two examples. One, <clears throat> uh, one of my former clients who who kind of was a reactive person. He, he built a great niche business, but he wasn't thinking about how to make it uh, sellable, uh, buyable. And uh, and suddenly he had uh, he faced uh, a critical operation and he was under time pressure, and uh, even though the business could have fetched like six uh, seven times profit, 
we ended up uh, we were forced to sell it for three times profit, and we were lucky to do that because the books were not in order, because there was no management in place to take over from him, uh, because he had the concentration. We had one big customer that he was kind of uh, exposed to. Another example in the book is uh, is a family who built uh, a toy wholesale and retail business, a little, little bit like Toys R Us, that was 15 years ago. I know Toys R Us went out of business. Actually, that business also went out of business 10 years after they sold it. But basically at the time, 2000, Six seven. It was a thriving business, and they, they, they did everything I talk about in the book. Most of those things, and the business when they were ready to sell, uh, they knew what they wanted to do afterwards, and they could sell the business in a competitive auction. They could walk away from day one, and uh, the business was fully systemized, and the new management just walked in and took over. So that was a big, big uh, difference, and and their multiple was over six times profit, um, whereas the other one three times. So that can be the difference. It can be even bigger, the difference between being reactive and proactive. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I really connected a lot. I had not, you know, as an entrepreneur, I hadn't been thinking about a buyable business. And when I started reading the book, I mean, I just got immediately immersed in, you know, like I this is a big picture. I've been missing this. And I've got to start thinking about this, you know, long term. And I, I just found that a really important aspect that so many entrepreneurs, as your point, you're just immersed in the business and, you know, uh, growing it, scaling it, getting to the next level. And you're not really thinking about, well, what happens in 10 years? What happens in 20 years? What happens if I get cancer? Um, having gone through that with my husband, I mean, and so I really connected with what your messaging is. And I love the examples that you provide in the book. Um, they just hit home and it just brings you right into understanding uh, that situation. And then how I love how you get all the like, this is how you need to move forward. And this is. And, yes, certainly. And, and it's not just about reactive or proactive. You can also, it's not just about reacting to a, an illness. Obviously, if that happens, that's that's terrible. And you know, none of the options are really optimal, right? But it's also about thinking what you want to do with your business. Why are you in business in the first place? Yeah. Is this because you love the day-to-day -day hecticity and working around the clock? And if you do, that's all part to you. Or is it because you want to uh, make money and you want to do something else? Or is it because you love being an entrepreneur, not necessarily an operator of the business, but you love the strategic, being at the strategic level and think about the growth and uh, and you would prefer someone else to run the business for you. Um, so it's really worth thinking uh, over because the, the beautiful thing about being entrepreneur is essentially you have a vehicle that you can use to get you wherever you want. A business can be built up, and then it's an asset that you can you can either uh, run your way and enjoy being an entrepreneur or a thriving business, or you can use it to transition you to tra to transport you to that ideal life. Whether that's being a family guardian, or whether it's being a philanthropist, or it's being a serial you know business angel, um, whatever it is, um, and uh, and. Uh, as you, if you read the book, you, you know, so I'm, I'm kind of describing the process of how to think through that and then how to get there. What are the steps right. to build from there to get to that ideal life 
uh, over your time horizon that you are um, that you set for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so how can you determine your personal financial goals and which your business should help you achieve? Yes. Yeah, so, um, so that's a great question. And uh, um, I actually have a calculator on, on my website, uh, which uh, you can use, the readers can use. It's called Magic Number Calculator. And the process is you think through what you want. So what is your ideal life? So let's say my ideal life is I want to run a, a vacation resort in Florida, in Florida Keys, and it's going to cost me $5 million, I don't know, $10 million, whatever, to buy that. If that's my ideal life, okay, that's that's the next step. So this is an investment I have to make. And then um, my ideal life may be uh, to basically have my uh, my living expenses covered at that point, right? Yeah. So so also the calculator allows you to figure out okay what is your going to be your uh, I call it the retirement burn rate. So what are going to be your living expenses when you have finished running your company and what it's going to look like? And essentially, it helps you to calculate your magic number. And when you have that magic number, that will pay for your uh, your next uh, activity, if you need to make a big investment, your hobbies, uh, your lifestyle, nest egg, um, then uh, how do you turn your business, how do you harvest that magic number from your business? And then, you know, um, but, that's, but that's the next process. So, so how do you calculate uh, your, your financial uh, requirements is you think about what you want to do and uh, what is going to take for you to do that? Uh, what do you have to invest in to be able to do that? What is going to be your life, living expenses? Uh, how do you set yourself up for that ideal life so that you can really focus on uh, doing that activity uh, going forward? Yeah, no, that makes sense. And I think your uh, the magic number calculated that you mentioned on your website will be really helpful for everyone listening. So we'll make sure to link to that too. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's a great tool. Um, since I've been immersed in Steve's work, um, I also, spoiler alert, I happen to know what the seven management concepts are that Steve has. And I want him to tell you about why, what they are and why you need to master them into orchestrating your business into a well-oiled machine. Yeah, so so basically the process is you figure out what you want to do, then you calculate your magic number. So what do you have to achieve? Then we also have another calculator called the value and growth calculator, which allows you to figure out what is the value of your business now, what is the value you need to create in order to be able to harvest your magic number from it. And that's your gap. So this is your A to Z. This is from where you are to where you want to go. And how do you get there? So how do you get there? The first step is to orchestrate your business and to implement seven management concepts that uh, all the Fortune companies are using and all the MBAs are implementing. But how do you do that? As a, if you're just a small company, there are cookie cutter ways of doing that. There are uh, books out there. I talk about 10 different books that uh, discuss these concepts. But essentially, there are seven management concepts that that you need to think about. And the first one is to figure out the culture of your organization. Um, so what, what is it that makes uh, your business great? What are the behaviors that you as the entrepreneur and the employees in the business exhibit that help you get where you are? And 
the kind of people that you want to attract. Uh, then what is the structure, the right structure for your business so that you can uh, delegate better and you can empower people so that they uh, uh, run the business much more autonomously uh, with, with clarity of how you are organized and who is making what decisions. So the structure is number two. And then your vision. So where are you going uh, long term? So what is the vision? What is the end uh, state? Let's say 10 to 20 years out that you want the organization to strive towards. That's kind of the North Star or big, hairy, audacious goal, as Jim Collins call it. So what is the, your vision? Um, um, and then what is your like medium-term vision, a vivid vision? And then what is your strategy? So how are you different from others? How are you going to get to that vision? Um, how are you going to um, differentiate yourself, become uh, a category of one in your industry? How are you going to get to your vision? And then when you figure that out, then it's all about execution, right? So you've got your vision, you've got your strategy. How do you execute? So how do you, uh, it's about strategic planning, setting and achieving goals and making sure that everyone is uh, is in the same, on the same page with that. And then how do you uh, create systems in your business, uh, processes? So it's, uh, it's good for you to be able to execute, but uh, ultimately you want to be able to elevate yourself and spend more time with strategic things working on the business, which means you need to uh, teach your people how to run the business for you. And that requires processes. Um, so how do you uh, define your processes and teach your people how to run those processes? And then ultimately the last concept is the alignment concept. So how do you bring everyone into your vision that everyone understands where you're going, how you're gonna get there. Um, and they are all excited to be part of your purpose and uh, rowing the boat in the same direction, creating this alignment. So these are these are the concepts. And, um, and the first step is to implement these concepts in your business, make your business well-organized uh, or orchestrated. And, uh, and oftentimes that's already enough to get you to the point where your business reaches the value that you need. Sometimes you need to go further than that and you have to find uh, other ways to increase the value of the business. Yeah. Great. That really, that covers everything. And I really like how you lay that out. Um, and it makes absolute sense. And uh, that ability then to think at that and spend time on that higher level in the strategic direction helps you then, you know, take that your business to that next level. Yeah. yeah. So one concept I've heard you talk about is the management blueprint. Um, can you explain what that is? Uh, what are the major principles involved and how you pick one that's right for you? Yeah, so the management blueprints are really um, uh, books that help you implement these, these management concepts. And, um, and uh, they, you know, this whole process of creating these blueprints uh, started with, uh, you know, Peter Drucker was, the big uh, uh, management thinker of, of the last century who, who actually coined this, this phrase management. And he was the first one that kind of spotted uh, what are, the, what are the, uh, uh, the processes and what a good executive has to do to be able to manage a business. And, and then Michael Gerber uh, came uh, along with the E-Myth and the E-Myth revisited and he painted the picture of this organization that um, is self-managing and there are processes and has a vision. And uh, he talked about working on your business rather than just in your business. 
And C was the first one. This is the kind of first uh, management blueprint uh, that uh, came about. And then there, there were others after that, the great game of business and uh, Vern Harnish with uh, mastering the Rockefeller habits and then Traction, EOS Traction, uh, Gino Wickman and, and others. So these are what I call management blueprints. Essentially, these books help you implement these concepts in a cookie cutter way in your business, give you some guidance and some tools. And each one of them is strong in, in a different area. So I cover 10 of these management blueprint books and there are new ones coming out all the time. Um, and, and I basically compare them and, and I give, uh, give uh, some examples of how they implement these management concepts. And, uh, and as a business owner, it's, it's a, a great opportunity for you to, to get familiar with these books and, and to implement one or multiple of them in your business and get to where the fortune companies get with their MBAs uh, in, a much, uh, in a much cheaper and uh, simpler manner. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like there's a plethora of information out there. So I think it's really, um, really helpful that you um, kind of go through the different management blueprint books and kind of distill them down. And I don't know, I'll hopefully make it easier for people to figure out which one would work best for them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. That, that is uh, that is the idea. Yeah. So, how can management blueprints help you create the vision alignment and team cohesion needed to to build a business that is self managing, growing, high profit, and talent attracting? So, uh, so they help you because they uh, explain these concepts and they give you examples of how these concepts uh, show up in small businesses. And you can essentially emulate these concepts. Um, and you know, if some people are able to implement these concepts just by reading a book, and when I was building my business in the 2000s, I first read the E-Myth, and I implemented whatever I could from the E-Myth, and then I found Traction, and I implemented concepts from from Traction as well. Um, and uh, and it helped me make my business uh, viable, and eventually a private equity group bought it. But if uh, but some you know some people uh, feel like it's not the best uh, use of their time to learn these systems and kind of operate on themselves, and then they can hire uh, someone uh, you know someone that can help them uh, with the implementation. There are implementers out there. I myself also help uh, businesses. Um, um, implement these tools. In fact, the way I do it, I kind of customize a program for, for that company and I use multiple operating systems and I bring them the tools that they need in the, uh, at the time when, when they need it. I meet them where they are and help them put this together. So it's always an option to get a guide involved who is an objective party and who's got experience with these systems. But it depends on where you are. If you're a small business with five employees, you probably can't afford to uh, to hire a guide, and then you will just uh, you, you probably have more time because you don't have a complex business yet. So you can do some of that work yourself. And as the business grows and your time becomes more valuable, um, um, and uh, your hours are more expensive than uh, what you would spend on a guide, then you get the guide uh, involved, and uh, you basically sit back and let them facilitate and and help uh, help you figure things out. Yeah, absolutely. There's always uh, <laughs> there's several ways to go about this. And to your point that you may or may not be ready right now, but um, but you can certainly take 
on and um, read Steve starts with Steve's book and then you can start adopting and making these changes that you need uh, so that you can do that. And I mean, it re really wraps it up to, you know, why to for our listeners and our audience out there, the entrepreneurs, why do they need to build a viable business regardless of whether they're ever considering parting with it? Well, I would I would uh, turn this around. Why would you ever want to build an unviable business? <laughs> so why good is that? Uh, if you're spending your time and effort and energy and entrepreneur energy in your business, building a business, then you might as well create a one that gives you options, that is valuable, that's self-managing, that's growing, that's profitable, rather than one that is just, uh, you know, breaking even and going from crisis to crisis. It, it takes the same amount of energy. In fact, it takes <laughs> less energy to build a better business because it's less frustrating and you have more people involved who will help you uh, help you with it and, and manage it for you. Over time, you can make it self-managing. And it's a, a real business is self-managing because as long as you have to be involved, it's more of an extension of your efforts rather than a standalone business. So you want a business that is independent of you so when you want to do something else or when you're forced by life to do something else, then you can just walk away uh, and hand over the keys and someone will pay uh, good money for it. And you have a legacy because yeah. that's the big, that's the other big thing that when we spend, you know, a couple of decades in building a business or more, uh, we don't want to, to have nothing left behind us, right? We don't yeah. want to let our employees down that, they walk away and they are out of a job because the business is not able to operate without us. That's very disappointing. And then people yeah. will just remember you as as basically if someone who let them down uh, was, you know, uh, was not successful. And you want to be successful. You want this business to go uh, into the future, be part of a, another business, or maybe be an independent business and uh, maybe even carry your name forward. Yeah. And my, my business that I sold is still around and it's still a market leader since um, since uh, when I sold it, it merged another business, but it still kept uh, the name that I gave it. Um, and it's tremendously rewarding for me to, to check the website and see what they are doing and the new heights that they are uh, reaching. Uh, that's that's a fun thing to do. And I think entrepreneurs uh, kind of like to to create a legacy like that. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, wow. This that and then that is that's the frosting on the cake, right? So, Steve, thank you so much for sharing how to create the right management blueprint and get an entrepreneur ready for success. I mean, this has been such a great conversation. I know that our listeners are going to want to know more about where they can find you. Yes, yeah, so uh, obviously the you can find the book on Amazon. Um so just Google Steve Preda Bible and it's going to pop up. Um, my website is stevepreda.com. So very simple. And from the website, you can click uh, on my book website, which is which is evolving all the time. Uh, or you can go to biblebusiness.com. There is also, uh, if you want to evaluate your business, uh, you can go into viabilityassessment.com uh, and then you can answer uh, 40 questions and gives you a full kind of x-ray of your business around six factors of viability and you can uh, you know you see exactly where you're strong where you're weak what you can do to get to the next level 
this website is going to continue to evolve. So eventually, I want it to be kind of a self uh, uh, a self service coaching website to get to uh, build this viable business. Um, so depending on when you listen to this uh, this podcast, you will find it in different uh, stages. But uh, uh, definitely, please check it out. Well, there you are. An entrepreneur is always evolving, and we will absolutely add those links down below. So um, just click on them. And thank you so much, Steve. This has been a great discussion about how to build a viable business and why it's important. And for our audience out there, if you have ideas that you would like to share, we love hearing from you. You can leave us a comment below. Uh, you can also email us at join the conversation at petitequeen.com. And you can send us questions or ideas for topics for discussion. And of course, to stay current on all of the great podcasts that we have, our insightful advice, the plethora of resources, a great word that Amanda used today, um, you can sign up for our weekly wisdoms newsletter at petitequeen.com. Thank you for listening, Steve. Thank you for being our wonderful guest, Amanda. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Linda, Amanda. Uh, it's been fun talking with you. It's been our pleasure.